What's going on, guys? What's going on? This is Mike with the 1% Mindset Podcast. And I said I was going to do a, a few of my my podcast, my morning motivationals a little differently, right? So this is going to be the extended version of the morning motivation. Uh, as you guys know, I'm still doing the morning motivation each and every day, Monday through Friday. But I'm going to make that only available via Anchor. So if you want to catch that, make sure you go to the1percentmindset.com. Click on podcast or even go to the homepage and it'll say uh, morning motivationals. And you'll be able to see that each and every day. Uh, th- this is exclusively for my listeners that listen all the time. Now I want to speak to you about passion today, right? And this may be a little lengthy because I think it's really important to understand you know, what you're passionate about. Right, I, I remember I'll tell a story back in 2014, 2015, around that area, I left my job. And the reason why I left my job is because I wasn't a huge fan of my supervisor at the time. Wasn't a huge fan. I know there's a ton of people that may be able to relate to this. You know, I, I felt like he was a positional leader. Right. And when I, what do I mean by a positional leader? I felt like he had the position, but he didn't effectively know how to lead people. Right. There's there's a lot of people in 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 positions that may be considered your supervisor or your boss or the manager, but don't know how to effectively lead. Right. And a true leader is someone that can rally the troops behind them that will make and those people will make sacrifices and sometimes even follow blindly for the greater good of the vision. Right. And I felt like, you know, this person wasn't like that for me. And, you know, that was fine. And we got into we got into it uh, just because of difference of opinions. At that time, at that moment, I said, you know what, I'm going to leave. And at first, I'm not going to lie. At first, I said, you know what? If they don't like me, let me go. Fire me. Right? I said, you know, I can sit. I can collect unemployment. You know, I'll be sitting okay. And then one of my mentors, and she doesn't even know she's a mentor of mine. Uh, you know, I love, absolutely love what this person is doing and has done throughout her career and just growing as an individual and growing as a leader. She said, you know what, Mike? If you're going to leave... Make sure you leave on your own terms. Don't let anyone dictate that. Don't leave on, you know, don't leave on a bad reputation. Don't don't do, you know, things you're not supposed to do to get fired. Just leave if you're not happy. So when I said, I walked out on faith and I said, I'm going to leave. I, I left. I put my two weeks notice in. I decided to leave. I decided to step down, so to speak. And I won't get into details uh, extremely of why, you know, why I left. But just know that it wasn't, I was unhappy, so I decided to leave. So here I am, I have a few months worth of savings, not a lot. I decided to go and do some freelance work uh, for for a friend of mine's. And I worked, at that time I was working well over 40 hours a week, trying to trying to launch this this product. And throughout that launch or during the launch, I was so enamored by just his his passion for his project. And I said, you know, I want to own my own. I I'm working 40 plus hours to help him. I need to create my own thing. You know, I'm passionate about this. I need to create my own thing. And I realized even though he was launching something, even though, you know, the end goal was to make money. He didn't count 
the hours he just knew like yo he loved to do this he loved to do this and this is where passion comes in right because when you don't see money right away we tend to say i don't want to do this because i don't see money but when you're passionate about something the money doesn't matter because you have to lay a firm foundation you have to build something that's solid that's firm you have to build build that house on the rock because if you build it on the sand when any kind of turmoil or wind blows it's gonna it's gonna cripple it's gonna fall over so I knew like if I'm passionate about something, I have to build a firm foundation on on solid ground, on something solid. That's extremely important. So I'm working with him. I'm working with him. Two months go by. I don't get paid at all. But you know what I appreciated was the experience. I appreciated the experience. Finally, at the end of two plus months, I finally get paid. It wasn't what I thought it was. I thought I was going to make a lot more money. I thought I was going to do way better. But I got paid. The project was done. I said, okay, what next? What's my passion? I worked so hard for this person. What am I doing next? I sit. I try to figure it out. I, know, I knew in my heart. I said, I want to start something. I want to create something. I want to build my own business. I just didn't know what I was good at. I think a lot of times we, we're kind of confused. We're not sure what exactly I'm passionate about. What are you passionate about? Is there something that you can do? Like, that's the age-old question that I get a lot is, where does your passion lie? What will you do? What will you do each and every day that you enjoy that you'll never have to work a day in your life? And as simple as that question is, it's not easy to answer. Right? When I, when I first heard, I was like, uh, like, I like sports. You know, I like kids. Like, it, it was stuff like that, right? And although that may be a passion of yours, you know, and something you love to do, that is that your passion project? Is that something that you would work day in and day out without getting paid? Do you have a vision behind that? Do you have a vision? So I was. So after that, so we're into December now. I I finally my project's finished. So let's top of the year. I believe it's 2015. Let's call it 2015. Top of the year. Not working. I'm trying to figure out what it is. I'm applying to jobs again. I'm I'm lost. I'm in a place of I'm lost. I'm lost. That's the real. I am lost. Two months go by. Four months go by. At the four month mark, I've exhausted everything. Honest to God, I've exhausted everything. I tapped into my 401k. I pulled it out. Took the penalty because I needed mo- I needed money. I needed money to survive to pay my bills. I exhausted everything, had nothing left to give. I met, I happened to connect with another young brother that's a mentor of mine's, and he said, you know, why don't you try this? And at this time, my back was against the wall. I launched a digital agency creating websites for people. I used a unique strategy at the time, and I can tell you guys, I, I did video pitches on Upwork, which is, you know, a lot bigger than it was, you know, three, four years ago. And I was collecting, I was getting clients to build websites based off of me doing video pitches to them saying, hey, I'm in the U.S., you're in the U.S., I can work with you. And then I would go back. Here's the key now. The same people. So on Upwork, it's a lot of freelancers that that apply for jobs. And the reality is most of them are overseas, you know, India, uh, the Middle East, you know, some in Europe. And then there's a few, you know, American-based 
freelancers. When I say a few in in the overall, right? In the overall, it's few in comparison. So I came in with an advantage, like, hey, I'm U.S. based. You know, we're in the same time zone, so I can help. And when I did that, I started start to pick up clients. People loved me. The problem was, I didn't know how to build a website. Right? I didn't know anything about it at the time. So what I would do is, I went back. I went back, right? I went back and I hired those same people that applied to the job. I hired them as my workers to work on that project. And that's when I really started understanding the outsourcing thing. So that first month, I did about $6,000 in revenue, um, had a, well over 50% margins. And that was amazing for me because this was someone who made $0 for an extremely, you know, for a good stretch. And I did that Upwork thing for almost a year straight, banging the phones, doing videos. I did well over five. I think I did over a thousand. I've easily did over a thousand videos. I was doing a hundred pitches a month, some months, right? A hundred pitches a month, some months. So I got very close to the thousand video mark, if not surpassing that. What happens when that? See, that was that was something I did to make money. It wasn't something I'm passionate about. But I'm going to tell you how how passion really comes back to you, right? So doing that, doing that for a year, 100 plus video pitches, you know, trying, you know, deleting them, editing them, doing the pitches again. I did that for a year and then I burnt out because I wasn't passionate about it. Like I didn't love creating these videos to get clients, then to manage the project, make sure everything is working. Like I, I didn't love it. That's the reality. I didn't love it. So we fast forward again, right? I'm gonna and I'm, I'm getting to the I'm getting to the juice, right? So don't miss this. I'm getting to the juice. I fast forward again, so I'm I'm done with that that point in my life. I'm done with that point. I said, all right, I'm burnt out. I have a couple clients on retainer, but nothing sustainable. Luckily, you know, whether, whether I'm not sure if you're a believer or not, but I'm gonna say maybe you know it was definitely God working in, in this way for me. But shortly after, I had a friend. I said, "You know," he said, "They said, uh, Mike, I need you to just, I need to make a referral for my job. You know, you don't have to take the interview, but they just want three referrals. They need teachers." As you said, she, she said, I, "They need teachers." I said, "All right, cool." You know, I didn't expect to get the job. I didn't have any teaching experience, any of that. I go, I apply. It's late. It's late. It's pretty late. It's like July, August area. I apply for whatever reason. Again, I never taught before. My, never taught before in my life. They absolutely love me. Hey, we want to bring you on as a teacher for elementary school. To what? Me? This was. This at the time was a joke for me. Right? I was like, all right, I'm doing my friend a favor. Doing my friend a favor. Let me do this for her so you know she's she's cool but I did not plan on doing this or getting this getting this teaching position it was a favor they loved me I get the job whoa now I'm a teacher right so let's let's back up so I I went from doing a you know a thousand video pitches to clients every you know for that that month I mean excuse me that year frame to now becoming a teacher 
Mike, what does this have to do with your passion? Cool, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. So I'm there teaching elementary school. I have no idea what I'm doing, right? So they, they're training me. They're training me to be an effective teacher, how to run a classroom, how to manage it. I'm, I'm in an area in Brooklyn, uh, what's considered like an underserved population in Brownsville, Brooklyn. You know, whether you want to call it the hood, whether you want to call it low income, whatever you want to call it. You know, I'm dealing with these beautiful these beautiful kids that, that are eager to learn, but you know, the reality is that sometimes you're a product of your environment, right? So it's really teaching them and having them grow up with and, and trying to instill these good you know, standards and morals in these kids. And the reality is I, I learned so much. I learned so much for them. Why? Because I had built, I built great relationships with, with some second graders. I remember I was teaching in third grade and they absolutely ran, like I didn't af- effectively, you know, teach that class. The third graders ran my class, right? They ran me. I came in halfway and I wasn't, I didn't know how to command respect or command attention in a room. And this is third graders, right? This is third graders that, you know, I'm speaking to them. They're not paying any attention. They're not, they don't, they don't respect who I am. That's the reality. How do you gain respect? Right? You have to earn it. Right? I didn't earn the respect amongst third graders. I was new because I, I switched over to third grade midway through year. And they, did, they had zero respect for me. And I said, you know, I'm an adult. You need to listen to me. But why? Why? Because I'm the teacher? Well, yeah, you can look at it. I'm the teacher. But... They're smart, right? Respect is always earned. It shouldn't it should never be given. That's why if you have a supervisor, you you know, you you want to you definitely want to respect authority, but it's you can think you can have a supervisor and think, man, they really don't know how to effectively lead. It's hard for me to follow somebody like that. So for those kids, it was hard for them to follow me because I was just this new person that switched into their grade and was trying to boss them around and tell them what to do. So that, that lesson there, I had to learn how to command respect in a room from early, right? You, you only have, whether it's in sales, whether you're speaking on a stage, you only have the first few seconds to capture attention. You only have the first few seconds to gain respect, for have, to have people listen to you. You only have the first few seconds. So I lost them in the first few seconds I walked into that room. So I had nobody to blame but myself, but it was a lesson. It was a lesson that I learned. And that lesson was big for me, was crucial. I appreciate that lesson so much because I know that anytime I walk into a room now, I only have the first few seconds to capture attention, whether that's telling a joke that's there, whether that's making someone laugh, you know, cry or feel, right? The, the three main things to capture attention. In anything that you do, you have to make, you have to get the emotions out. You have to make either a person laugh, cry, or, or have a feeling of something, right? Like, they have to feel something. And I didn't do any of that with these kids. So it was a lesson that I learned. Let's fast forward. Went through the school year, the full school year, Boom. Right. Throughout that process, I hired a mentor that was kind of working with me. I was doing some videos and I realized that I had a I had a gift, a gift of speaking to now. I'm, I'm speaking on panels at 
speaking on panels at conferences. I spoke at a corporate event to push and inspire some of the affiliates. And everyone said, Mike, how did you stumble upon that? And, and me being me, I said, you know, it was, it was God's gift, right? I, I just kind of fell in it, right? And yes, although it's a gift, I didn't go back and think of everything that I did prior to to get to where I'm at now. The passion, see, I do have a passion for helping people. That's facts, right? I do have a passion for, for instilling good information, for moving and motivating people. Absolutely true. But I didn't think about all the things it took me to get here. I said, oh, it's just an ability. I got lucky. Do, do, do. Not thinking like, yo, I did over a thousand video pitches, right? So I got really good at being able to convince people to trust me through video. I did over a thousand videos over the year, over that year. I did that, right? So that allowed me to have some, some capabilities, some skill sets doing videos. So when I do videos in front of the camera now and I'm able to go semi-viral and people like, yo, I feel you, it's because I was doing it. I did over a thousand videos. Are you willing to do over a thousand plus videos to get good? Because that's what I did. And I didn't even think about that. Why? Because I knew I had to just get work done. I had to just do it. I had my back was against the wall. I needed to get clients. But that's what that's what helped with me speaking in front of a camera because that's what I did. Oh, well, my, how, do, how are you able to speak at a conferences and really, really command respect and attention in the room? I was a teacher, right? So, you know, let's follow up. It's, man, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how God works, man. So because I was a teacher and I stood in front of a classroom and even before that, during my interview process, sometimes you had to, had to practice in front of teachers, in front of your peers and understand I never did this before, right? I never taught in the school before, ever. But it was me being trained. It was me being lifted up. It was me learning. It was me learning that I had to figure out how to command attention in the room. I need to understand vo- you know, your, your, your voice. If, I, if I'm getting really loud and if I, I need you to really pay attention to me or if I get a little lower because it's something really serious that I want to say, right? Like that's, that's important because if my voice goes down, you know, like, yo, this is serious. I need to pay attention. But if, if my tonality goes up, right, you're like... Well, what is he? It's the anticipation like, yo, that that thing is there. So I understood that because I did it. Right. And I didn't even think about this until later on. I, I, ne- I didn't think about this until later on. That everything was preparation for what I'm doing now. It prepared me for what I'm doing now, t- for finding my passion. Right. You, you find your passion through doing the work that you don't even think about, that you don't even think of as work. I never thought about what I was doing as work, right? I never thought, well, excuse me, I never thought about what I was doing as sharpening the iron or, or practicing skills for my passion. Like, yo, I really love doing this, so I did this. No, I just had to do it. I had to do these pitches, you know, because I needed to make money. But I got really good on camera, behind the camera, though, because that's what I did. Right? I, when I was a teacher, I did my friend a favor. And yet it was helpful because I needed the money again. I was transitioning out of doing pitches each and every month because I was burnt out. But what did these elementary school kids teach me? I had to learn how to command a room, how to command respect. Why should you trust me? 
I didn't think of that. Like, yo, I'm going to do this because this will prepare me for, you know, my passion and what I, I didn't know. I just did it. And through those odd jobs, through those things that I've never done, I was able, well, through those things that I did, I was able to, to sharpen my skill set and to get really good at what my passion is, which is for motivating and inspiring people. Right? You guys know the story of the 1%, how it came about. It was, it was a talk that I did because people, my, people weren't reading. People weren't reading. I said, you, it takes you six to seven hours. Um, it takes you six to six to seven hours to read an entire book, right? If you if you average the time for a, a a a book that we're reading, you know, unless it's something huge like the Bible or you know something really big, like a, an average size book for an adult reader, a self help book, it can take you about seven hours to read, give or take. It's seven hours. Right. That's my average. Right. Every, and obviously you can go up or down depending on who you are. But we'll we'll say about average seven hours. There's seven hundred and twenty hours. There's seven hundred and twenty hours in a month. So I'm asking for less than one percent of your month to read, to get better, to do better. And you can't give me that. That's how that was. That's how the 1% mindset to this day was formed. I did that video in January. I didn't even think of the 1% mindset till December. That didn't come till December. So it wasn't this. It wasn't. Oh, the 1% mindset. Boom. This sounds. It was something that I did day in and day out. And I was doing videos for a year prior to just under my name, Michael Dusil, before the 1% mindset even came about. Before it ever came about, that's what I did. So when you're, when you think, you know, when you, when you have a passion for something, right, when you think you're passionate about this thing, there's so much things leading up to it. There's so much work that you've done that you don't even think about that will help build and help strengthen and help your skill set when it comes to your passion. Because all those things that I did, I never thought about. I never thought about. So I challenge you. If you're not working in, in, in your field or if you feel like what you're doing is what you're not passionate about, I want you to think about what I did. I want you to think about that because everything that I did, I had no idea it was going to strengthen me or get me to a place where I said, yo, this, is, this really helped me with what I'm doing now. It's really helped me. Because each and every step of the way, each and everything that I did up until where I am now, I wouldn't be half as good or half as powerful as I am if I didn't go through those jobs, doing that work. Although I didn't see it at the time, it molded me. And what you're doing now is molding you. So I don't want you to look at it as something that sucks or that you don't want to do. I want you to understand that your passion, whatever that looks like, will come. But you have to build character first. You have to, you have to build intentionality. You have to be able to build discipline in anything else that you're doing. Because whatever you're passionate about, it, these certain things is a muscle, right? Like having discipline, being committed, that's a muscle that you have to do. Like you have to obtain these habits 
and habits forms with consistency, with discipline. So you can be passionate about something, but if you don't know how to, how to consistently do something, you know, even what you're passionate about because you, you're always used to quitting, how are you going to go through with your passion? How can you successfully do that? I'm curious. Think about that. There's no, that's, there's no way that will happen. None. So, anyway, man, I, I, I really want to get this message. This is probably the most powerful message I could ever give you, ever. The most powerful message I could ever give you. You know, if you're following your passion, understand that through your passion or th- through the things that you're doing, it's going to strengthen you for your passion. Man, I absolutely love you guys. Thank you so much. This is really the first week of, of the Morning Motivation podcast. Uh, well, the Morning Motivation volumes that I do. But we're switching it up, right? I'm not going to pull Morning Motivations from each and every single day and then make it into a pot. No, I'm going to give you heat. I'm going to stay on topic. I want you to really get something from this podcast, right? So I have to, I have to be direct and I have to talk to you directly, each and every day and then give and then give you a wrap up at the end of the week follow your passion but understand there's work behind it man i absolutely love you guys peace